A FAM production for all things mattress. FAM.news. Welcome to Just Stories with BT, a show that brings you remarkable stories of success, comedy, failure, and redemption directly from the people who've shaped the landscape of our professional worlds. You'll laugh, you might cry, but most importantly, you'll be motivated to keep pushing to become a better version of you. Just Stories skips the cheesy 10-step processes and long acronyms and gives you just what you want, stories that truly matter and will impact your life. Meet your host, Brett Thornton, a father, retailer, speaker, motivator, and lover of storytelling. Your transformational listening starts now. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Just Stories with BT, the podcast. This is season two. Uh, we have been focusing on female executives, especially in underrepresented like leadership uh, industries, mainly mattress, furniture. But we've had travel. We've had all kinds of stuff. Um, and one thing that happened during season two, as we've been re- releasing these episodes, is that it was June and June was Pride Month. And we saw companies changing their logo image and we saw press releases going out. And I think a lot of companies did do a lot of amazing things. Um, But I also think a lot of it might have been a little bit of smoke, you know, a little bit of just, hey, we're saying this because it's June and then now it's on to the next thing. And um, during June, uh, my great friend, CK, who you'll know from uh, guest hosting our end of the season podcast, which she'll do in a few weeks, um, CK and I were talking about, hey, it's great that there's Pride Month. It's great that companies are trying to be more inclusive. But what happens now? Yeah. Right. What happens when June's over? It's now July. The flag is not flying, uh, you know, at the Capitol anymore. Like companies and businesses have moved on. But I wanted to actually put out a podcast and CK and talk about how do you be inclusive all year round? How do you, you know, maintain that um, identity where people feel safe? inclusive where they feel, Hey, I want to work here. Hey, I want to shop here. Right. Um, and so I figured because CK wrote an article about this on fam.news, got to check it out. It's an amazing article. And it really uh, spawned me to say, Hey, you know what? Like I'd like to continue this conversation. Um, and so I'd love to have you on the podcast. So that was really how we started. So welcome CK. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. I'm excited to be here to talk about this, but, uh, also I'm looking forward to season two's ending too, because I have so many gems that I picked up so far anyway, but back to this topic, because yeah, that's exactly it. We're making this happen because, uh, June's over. And the whole point of writing that article is so that we can continue the conversation all year round. So I'm excited to tackle this, but for anyone who has not read the article or, uh, is confused or doesn't really know for sure what the acronym actually stands for. I kind of want to go back to that and go over it. And uh, if you're watching the video, you know, I'll try to make it as visual as I can. But uh, LGBTQIA+, that's the whole thing right now. I mean, there's the plus more because we're going to keep building and understanding more about each other and our identities. But for now, we're just used that acronym. So L stands for lesbian, G for gay, B for bisexual. The T, this is where we we could have a whole different podcast about this, but... (laughs) The T, I'd like to say, Google, you can Google check me, but um, T is for transgender or transsexual. There is a difference between the two. And again, we can have a whole different conversation <laughs> about that, but uh, you can do your research there. And then the Q is for queer. The I is for intersexual. And then the A is for asexual. 
Um, some people like to say that the A also stands for ally, but to be fair, I think we'll just keep it asexual for now. And again, if you want to fact check me on Google, I hope I got that right in representing our community uh, properly. Then of course the plus for, for more. Yeah. And, and just for people listening, right? So what, how do I put this? I'd say like, what makes you an expert? Yeah, right. I was going to say, <laughs> if you're just listening and you're not watching the video, you don't know what I look like. Spoiler alert. Uh, um, yeah, Brett, how did you even know that I was queer in the first place? Like, uh, why me? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is actually such a good story. Well, well, no, I knew just from whatever conversations, yeah, sure. you know, so seeking and work together for a long time. Um, but I do have to say this story and I did ask ahead of time to make sure she's okay with this. So CK proposed to her girlfriend, which at the time I didn't know was her girlfriend. This person also works with me. So I know both these people had no idea that they were dating. Um, and, and, and then not only did I not know they were dating, I of course didn't know that they were getting engaged to be married. Yeah. And, um, and they're both female, right? So that's goes back to like why, you know, CK's here talking about this. Um, but the story that is so phenomenal is how they told me about their engagement. So imagine this, so I'm sitting there and I'm actually in my office and, uh, and they, they sent me a meeting request to do a Zoom meeting yeah. on like a Wednesday and it's a Tuesday. And I remember I got it and it was from the two of them and it was very cryptic. Like we, we want to have this meeting, but there's no like what it's about, you know, and I'm like, okay. So then CK is walking by my office on like Tuesday afternoon and I go, Hey, I'm actually available now. You're here. I just talking to Desi. So like, we, do you want to just knock out that meeting for tomorrow? She's like, no, 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 oh, no, we can't have the meeting. It's gotta be tomorrow. Like we're, there's this whole thing. And I'm like, so then I got nervous. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, one of them is quitting or they're both quitting or something, right? There's like, no, my, like the two people that like, I have to have it at work, like the most important people, you can't be quitting, you know? So I was really nervous, like literally all night kept thinking about what is this meeting? Like, why is it so, so I was terrified of this meeting. So then I get on and, uh, and there's a full PowerPoint presentation, like a slide deck. And so, so, so Desi is in the East coast at the time. Now she lives out here and CK is here. And they did, they begin this presentation and, and CK's like, so, you know, I've had this vacation planned out forever, you know, it's just really important. We got all this important stuff going on this week. It was like Chinese New Year, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's over Chinese New Year, so we're taking time off. I'm like, great. And at the same time, Desi had requested vacation. And I remember it when it happened, thinking like, great, they're, they're both taking vacation <laughs> at the same time. Like, this isn't good for me. Like, like the two like top people, right? So, but whatever, you know, like we got a great team, we can handle it. So then they go through this presentation and they start talking about vacations and then, and then, <laughs> and then they, and then there's a slide that goes like, so CK's on vacation, you know, and then Desi shows where she's going to California. She's like, I'll be in Southern California at the same time. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm thinking like, oh, maybe they'll hang out. Like maybe they'll see each other. Are you going to stop by the office? You know? And then they go, well, yeah, so I'm going to be in SoCal on this week. Desi's going to be there at the same time. And then they hit the slide and it goes Desi. And then it like has like an image, like a sliding image. It says, Ong, Desi Ong, which is your My last name. name. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm just like staring at it. And they're like staring at me. And I, it could not have gone more over my head. It's just like, like just disappeared. Like no clue what's happening. I'm like, Desi Ong, Des, like trying to figure it out, like, you know, and it's just like the wheels are turning, the wheels are turning. And then like, I think because of the looks you guys had, like, I'm like, wait a minute, like Desi Ong. And it just hit me like this ton of bricks. And I couldn't have been, you know, in the moment, like more happy. It just, I was so shocked. 
yeah because it had been like just kind of out of nowhere you know and um and i think right I, it was just me and like only one or two of the people knew it was like very under wraps and um so anyway so when we talk about ck being an expert that all happened in the last whatever six months ago or something which was so funny. yeah um i love that story hearing it from your perspective is so great because for us we were like how do we do this in like true us fashion? Yeah. Not just like me and her, but like you and your yeah, personality, yeah. what we do, and we have these meetings and we have these awesome PowerPoints and stuff like that. So we're like, we gotta do it this way. <laughs> and we wanted so bad to record that reaction, but we didn't um, for, for PD reasons. So we did go through the right you know avenues and we talked to our HR or uh, people in development team first to make sure that, you know, uh, this was all right, but we kept it under wraps for a good while, keeping our personal and professional lives separate. But um, it really just goes to say something. Uh, we've been now telling more people about it. We were keeping it under wraps for a long time, and Brett was the only person who knew for a long time. Uh, but we started to share it more and more, and that just goes to say something about how comfortable we've gotten and the kind of culture that we're in in this company and the team that we have and, and our leaders, our representatives and stuff like that. Uh, to allow us the space to really just be ourselves. And, and whenever we're sharing this story, like, hey, we got married, or like, hey, we're engaged. I mean, people are thrilled for us. And I am so, I think I speak for both of us when I say that, you know, I'm, I'm so thoroughly uh, grateful for, for that kind of reaction whenever we did share it. Like, you and I had a phone conversation later on that day after we found out. And it was really just calling to say congratulations. And um, you, you call it to say congratulations. And we shared some stories about, you know, what you knew about the community, whether there was a friend that you knew um, and how you talk about it with your kids and giving me that kind of reassurance that we're in good hands and in a good team. And like, it's going to be all right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, like that all goes hand in hand with how to become an ally in your work environment. How do you stay and become an ally with your coworkers? Um, so thank you for telling your story though, from that perspective, because... <laughs> Man, I, I still think about how like I'm so proud of that PowerPoint that we kept yes. it. We still have it. Oh, it was, oh, great. It was great. Oh, we, you have to bust <laughs> that out. Like you're five or you're ten or like something. Yeah, At some yeah. point, we're gonna use it for something. Totally awesome. for the for the reception, the party that we didn't have because COVID. You know. Yes. <laughs> so so tell us, CK. You know, when we talk about being an ally from a company perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, I heard a lot of things during Pride Month that I really liked that I saw from companies where there was a lot of internal stuff, you know, like this is how we're treating our employees. This is the opportunities that we're doing. This is how we're hiring. This is how we're recruiting. But what I didn't hear a lot about was this is the environment we're trying to create for our guests who mm -hmm. come in, right? Like it's not, it's just, honestly, I don't think I heard anything during Pride Month about it. This is how I'm making maybe my, you know, it's just, you, you pick a, pick an acronym, right? Like someone comes in, am I comfortable shopping here? Do I feel like I'm being singled out or treated the same? Do I feel like someone who may look like me, feel like me, identify like me is represented on the other side as a staff member or a leader or a manager? Totally. Um, I don't think I heard anything about that, you know, and I'd love to hear from your perspective, you know, what, what, what is, are some good examples of like shopping experiences you've had or place businesses you've worked with and like, what are some bad if you have any, you know, you don't have to blast them. But. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so I want to show the good ones first. That's pretty easy. I actually have a few in mind that are very recent. Mm -hmm. So uh, number one, we actually partner with a nonprofit called Heal the Bay. And Heal the Bay recently had a virtual event called Peers on the Pier to celebrate Pride Month. 
And what they did to highlight the folks who work at Heal the Bay uh, and are part of their staff is they empowered them to create this whole production. And it was like drag performances that were recorded as well as uh, queer scientists who came on and answered some interview questions. I thought that was really cool. And, and learning about uh, animals in the sea that have queer or uh, yeah, like intersex features. It's really cool. They called it <laughs> serving fish off the se segment. And, but they were queer, and I say queer to, to envelop anyone who falls into this uh, community for just so that I don't, I don't say the acronym all the way, if you don't know, but they were, they were folks from the LGBTQIA plus community who came out to share this news. They work for Heal the Bay, but maybe they identify as she, her, lesbian. You know, and they came out and they said that they shared those pronouns. So I thought that was really cool that a company would have an event based off of that, but it still is in line with their business vision and showing our professionals are also part of the community. Here are the leaders that represent that. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Another good experience I had um, was actually our Hoboken location got this awesome review during Pride Month, right? Um, we had a couple who bought a mattress online on their own didn't like the way it felt. So they went into the experience center to try something new and were helped out by uh, one of our, our, our folks, Parsin, you know? And so he identifies a certain way, but as a part of this community. But everybody who was working there provided such amazing service that this guest and her husband, who identifies as Black, by the way, at the end, I didn't know until the very end when she said, you know, as, as a Black couple, as Black professionals, we go into a lot of stores that have all white employees, but every single one who worked there was either brown, Black, person of color, or, uh, or non-binary, you know? And when she wrote that, she was like, it's really nice to see a company that represents me and, you know, my husband and stuff like that. And when I read that review, it was really long, by the way, but it was so worth the read. Mm -hmm. And you could probably find it if you Google it, but it was just, it hit me a different way because I just wrote that, read that wrote that article. And, you know, this is the company I work for. Yeah. So that's another really good example. Plus I recently moved, you know, um, my, my wife and I were shopping for furniture. We went to uh, props and living spaces and I didn't feel any different. I'm usually kind of weird about PDA just growing up you know, 90s kid and stuff like that. I'm not really sure how to behave in public, um, but we felt really welcome. We bought the couch. Like it was just, it was just a great experience through and through, you know, and we didn't feel like we were being looked at weird, treated differently when we walked in. And it's just something as simple as that. You know, you don't have to be weird about it. You don't have to ask weird questions, just like treat us like anybody else. And it's a great experience, you know? So, yeah. um, so those are my three good ones. That, that, that's, that's great. And I love, you know, even just what you said right at the end, which is like, you know, it's not rocket science. It's yeah. not like, you you know, you're not going above and beyond to do X, Y, Z. It's really like I'm making everybody feel really comfortable in my store. Absolutely. But there is something to be said about representation. Sure. Just because you can make everyone feel comfortable, it doesn't mean people are ultimately going to feel comfortable if there's like zero representation in your store. And that's exactly. just the reality. And that comes down to recruiting, hiring, you know, making sure that you're not using the same job source for everything you do, not using the same outlet. Like some of those things you have to put into practice. You've got to do things ahead of time to make sure that you're doing that. And then what I've noticed, especially like internally here, but even other companies is like, once you have a more representative team, you just tend to start attracting more and more people yeah. that are like-minded, like, you know, so, so it becomes easier. You know what I mean? Um, so let me ask you the opposite, right? You don't have to use the company names, but 
have you had any experiences where you have felt uncomfortable or felt unincluded or, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, I think what you just said right now about attracting the right people or like-minded people, it's very true. So I worked for a company, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but the demographic is it's pretty straightforward. It's very stereotypical and mostly male, um, white male, but mostly male, right? It's, it's that kind of industry. And I've been called all kinds of names, you know, when people don't get what they want or customers come in and they don't get what they want. Or um, there was also a coworker who was throwing out slurs and whatnot, who eventually got in trouble for it because people, you know, stepped up and did, did something. But I, I find that a lot of people are uncomfortable with staying uncomfortable like they're, mm-hmm. and, and they are okay with saying something, whereas others, like they won't, they're comfortable with that and that's fine. Like they see something that happened that shouldn't have and they don't say anything, you know, no one stands up for them. And I see that that actually happens probably more often than we think. We hear a joke or we hear a slur or something like that and we just think, you know, it's, it is just a joke, but we don't know how it's actually affecting the person it's coming towards. Maybe. They just don't feel validated enough to speak up and say that hurt my feelings or that was offensive. Um, and they're just, you know, just swallowing that, right? Yeah. And that affects the confidence of someone who maybe they have a lot to offer, but if these things are coming at them from a personal level, then maybe they're not being seen for their value and their potential on a professional because they're scared to speak up now, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, that kind of culture, I mean, again, I've experienced it from whether it be an upset guest or like a coworker who doesn't know they're being as offensive, but, you know, being, being mindful and, you know, later on, I can, I guess I can share some other methods that we can, we can take action right now. We yeah, don't have to wait. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's funny. Cause I think back to, you know, one of my first jobs, like in sales, mm-hmm. you know, was with a team of, they're probably 50 salespeople. I'd say 47 guys, three girls, um, pretty much all look like me, right? And at the time, from what I, from what I understood, like nobody who would identify this list out, outward, you know, like actually like saying, hey, I, I'm gay or I'm this or I'm that. But if you just think of like the numbers, like for sure there was people in that group yeah. who identify as one of these things. But I can just tell you that that was such a... Um, you know, based on things people would say, you know, just slang that was used then. This is, we're talking early 2000s. Yeah. You know, like for sure, someone would be uncomfortable coming out in that environment, you know? And so I do think it's good that like, I can't speak for all companies, but at least companies I've been involved in the last 20 years, like have all moved in a direction where I feel like people feel, hopefully feel more safe to be who they are, to be able to be, you know, free in, in their, in their feelings and what they want to identify as, like how that they, all that stuff. However, what I see as a consumer when I go into different places is that I feel I can kind of identify usually pretty quickly, like, hey, does this company seem like they're coming across as a company that's super inclusive? Right. I just feel like I can identify that relatively quick. Like you go into some place and you're like, I don't know about this. You go to another place, you're like, wow. Yeah, I feel like they've done a good job of being diverse. And like, you know, like they put work into making sure that their team feels inclusive and, and also looks inclusive yep. because it is. And so how do companies do that? Like, let's say you're in this other bucket and you're like looking around going like, all right, everybody looks like me. This isn't great. What, what do I do? And that's weird, right? Because like, it's so weird how you can sense the vibe. Even say there's only one person working there. And let's just say it's you, Brett. 
when you walk into, um, I'll just use avocado as an example because that's where we are right now, but like you walked into, if I was a consumer and walked into avocado and you were the only one working, I would still feel that vibe of inclusion with the company based off of the people that are helping create that kind of environment in the first place, just because they're not working that day, right? Mm -hmm. But that, that review I mentioned earlier is a great example of that representation when they see, you've got to see it. So three things I think that we can do in, from like a business or especially a retail standpoint that you can literally just take action right now is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to know that it's okay to ask questions. Yes. You have to know that it's okay to correct someone if they're being, um, let's not call it PC or politically correct, but literally wrong pronouns. Yeah. You know, like that's a very common one. So it's just making sure that you are okay to speak up on behalf of someone or for yourself if this is, if someone's wrong in whatever way, shape, or form, whether it's slurs or stereotypes or like, it's okay to call it out. That's how you become an ally. You have to be okay yeah. with uncomfortability because that means change and that means growth. You yeah. can't grow for not feeling uncomfortable, you know, growing. No, that's, <laughs> I, I love that. It's a great business principle, no matter what, you know, yeah. to be honest, like a leadership principle. But I think in this case, I think a lot of, a lot more good could be done when it comes to inclusivity and people feeling great working for someone or shopping somewhere. If people were actually honest that, Hey, I just don't understand. Yeah. Right. Like totally. just that alone. Like, I don't even know what all this means. I feel bad asking because someone then feels like, well, then I'm going to look like I'm, I'm anti or I'm not an ally. And I am, I just don't get it. You right. know? But yeah. if you don't provide an environment where someone feels okay to ask, then that's no good. And even if you have like, oh, well, you know, I've got a lot of people on my team who identify this or this or this. Yeah, but if your environment's not one where, where people are, are open to ask questions, then that's not good either. Absolutely. So I really like that first one. So yeah. what's the second one? And the second one ties into that. We can keep it easy, make that environment easy as possible. And something I've noticed that a lot of people are starting to do is adding their pronouns in their email signature or ah. adding their pronouns in their Zoom name or display name, right? And maybe it's easy for me and I know you, Brett, so I know you identify as he, him. I get that. But just even putting that there empowers anyone who normally should be asked because they want to tell you, but they don't know how else to tell you, gives them a way to kind of express that. So it'll save you the question even, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe it's uncomfortable for you to ask, but you really want to know and you're just not there yet. Gotcha. But having that there now, you know, without having to even ask. So let's take a pause because this is a great opportunity. Right? Yeah. So for people listening, and I, and actually I'm one of those culprits, right? I don't have that on my, like my LinkedIn bio, for example, but I should, and I'm actually going to change it. So by the time you see this, I it will be on there. Explain though, why, what do they mean? What does the, what do the different pronouns mean so that people can understand why that's important and so that it, it helps for representations? Sure. Um, so it's a gender thing more than anything, right? Pronouns yeah. is more gender. So in English, we, the, the language in itself is we have feminine, we have masculine, but it's not like in Spanish where you say uh, something ends in OS, it's inclusive of all genders, right? Um, so we say like them includes all the genders when we're talking about plural, but someone who looks like me and I look more masculine, but I personally still identify as actually any gender, I'm gender fluid, but I can't tell you that and have a conversation about that unless I put 
hey, I go by she, he, them. It doesn't really matter to me because I personally switch back and forth all the time. So whatever you'd like to use. But you can't just make the assumption that just because I identify as lesbian, for example, or queer or gay even, that I want to be she all the time. Yeah. And people don't know that about me either. Like, I only talk about this when people ask, right? So this pronoun thing, what does he mean? What does she mean? Because gender, you know, I believe, and I think most would agree with me, gender is a human construct. Sex is different, right? You're, you're born cis, C-I-S is what I'm referring to, cis male, cis female is how you came out of the womb. And that's your sex, right? So on your birth certificate, it says sex. But gender is a different thing. Gender is when we equate a particular color to a gender. Like, is this more masculine or feminine? Like, I believe in duality. And personally, I think everything is very fluid. I think sexuality is fluid. And I think gender is fluid. Some people are with a gender and they stay that way. Some yeah. people are fluid. So that's why pronouns are important. Because yeah. um, just because someone looks a particular way doesn't mean they identify with one or the other gender or any at all. Really. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I love it. Um, and then three, did you have a third? I do have a third. So the first thing was uh, to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. The yeah. second was um, pronouns. That's a really easy one, right? Yes. And then the last one takes a little bit more commitment. And that is to upgrade your peer group if you don't think that you have the resources. And I just mean making some friends who might be part of the community that you want to know more about. And not to put anything on their shoulders to say you got to teach me anything but just to understand that we're all people at the end of the day and so you're researching nonprofits that you might be working with or any other company you're working with and checking to see if there's anyone you can connect with to partner together learn together or just do your own research really so when it comes down to you know going on linkedin like what are some lgbtqia plus run companies you know, where do we have queer executives and, and what do they stand for? How do they build their business? You know, is it the same? Do they have the same perspective? Do they have the same approach or is it completely different? Because we are, we're all learning from each other. Everyone's different anyway, but I think doing the research on your own, like how to become an ally, you can look deeper into this, but that takes commitment on your, on your own part, right? Yeah. So that in itself is something you can do immediately. You can, yeah just i don't know just find someone or something to just learn one thing about every day yeah yeah so basically break that all down to every single person listening to this connect with ck yeah you can find step LinkedIn. one yeah step, step one. one go on linkedin <laughs> find ck connect um i love all three of those i love the third one because listen nobody is going to improve themselves improve their knowledge improve their understanding without actually doing something yeah you know that doesn't just like there's not osmosis just oh i now understand everything like right. no i'm understanding every day i learn a ton every day like we all do but i think that what's important is also to understand that you know we are in a time of information funneling so our whole world now is this thing right i'm holding my phone up for everyone listening um our world is this but this is not accurate to true representation of what's happening yeah. it's only accurate to an algorithm's view of what i find important so i like this thing once i like it again i like it three times okay this he likes this stuff so i'm shooting this right mm. and so if you i did this when social uh, the social dilemma or social is that what call it? Yeah, yeah. yeah when that came out i watched it made my kids watch it my son made my parents watch it 
after my parents watched it, my mom's deleting all our apps and all stuff, but we sat down and, and we looked at our newsfeed. So the oh. Apple newsfeed clicked it, right? And then we just looked up, looked up and scrolled. We had zero of the same stories. Zero. That's crazy. I mean, she's in her seventies. We, yeah, we're into different <laughs> stuff. Like that's not like a knock. It's just that it just goes to show you how crazy, like, whoa, like we're really being funneled. Yeah. And the point, long point, right? Wrap around, come back. Um, is that if your feed in your group, in your peers, in your close friend, in your pod is just this certain little way and nobody is represented here, how do you expect to understand? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, really, how do you? You know, like you can read for sure. You can look up things. It doesn't mean you can't be an ally if you, you know, if you don't happen to have friends that, that identify in this community or whatever. How, but it's just that if you want true understanding, you're right. You got to expand that group, mm -hmm. make some connections. We have the ability now. It's so simple. Go on your social feeds and say like, hey, let me go on Google and look up like what are like people that are in this community who are very you know active in social media or whatever that put a lot of information out or whatever. Follow them. Totally. Just, you know what I mean? Like, what are they up to? What are they talking about? What books are they reading? What are they piping up? Well, same thing as LinkedIn, whatever that is. That's not that difficult, nope. but it's just increasing your sphere a little bit. You know what I mean? And then I think it, that helps to make sure the understanding is stronger. Totally. And then you get to really see it from that perspective too. Like, but like you said, the algorithm, that's, that's really what it is. You just have to expand that group really, yeah. you know, and this goes for an ally of anything, whether it be um, doing this, you know, or when Black Lives Matter and that movement really took hold last year and the protests were going on and stuff. It's like, I personally like to see both sides you know, of the, of the argument, not, not that I don't know where I stand, but I just want to hear what's going on on the other end. And the only way I can do that is if I look into those different articles with a different narrative, you yeah. know, um, we're arguing for all different points and that's just the kind of person that I am, but I'm finding that with that, you get a lot more information, you know, and I, I learned a lot more about what it becomes, uh, what it means to become an ally of the black community. Yeah. and stuff like that so i definitely encourage you know yes please connect with me on linkedin i'll be more than happy to but yeah on top of that social media is you know there are so many different ways that we can use it and yeah i highly recommend actually just hit me up i'll, I'll give you a few people to follow you know that are entertaining not just like informative but entertaining as well and then might inspire you to do something no i love it well thank you ck um I know this was a little bit different of a podcast, but at the yeah. end of the day, I do think it's a really, really, really important topic. And I think that now is the time where you kind of, kind of, everyone's got to kind of hit the gas and say like, Hey, if I truly am an ally, I can't let things just die off. You know what I mean? Like this is when I got to keep going. I got to keep talking to my, my company. I got to keep talking to my diversity and inclusion committee. Like, what are we doing? What's next? How are we doing this? It's not just for this community. It's for, it's for all the different things that we're trying to represent um, and trying to make sure that our companies are providing this experience, not just for our employees. And that's the thing I want to keep coming back to. You want your guests to rave about your experience, like the, the uh, review that CK talked about, that happens because you've done a job, maybe it goes back a year, two, three, five years, but you're recruiting in the right way. You're job sourcing in the right way. You're providing an opportunity for people to get promoted in leadership because you're basing it based on somebody's work, not based on how they look or based on how they act or based on how they feel or any of these things. But it's actually like, oh, they're, they're the best person. Great. They should get the job. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not that difficult when it comes to it. But I think it's surprising just how many companies probably still deal with those things, you know, and that's a lot of that can come right back to just people not understanding 
not asking questions, not feeling okay to ask questions, yeah. right? And so those are the environments that we got to do it. So if you work at a company, you run a company, you're a manager, just think back to what CK said, right? Like you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that starts with you as a leader saying, I don't quite understand this. And that's okay. Not to, no one just understands all, all of a sudden by osmosis. Like we have to learn. Yeah. And the best way is to making new connections, making people that can be like, oh, hey, like bring someone in, right? Like CK mentioned, there's so many different speakers, people that can come into your town halls, to your quarterly meetings, like just an hour in front of somebody who can help talk about things that are difficult conversations and can be awkward or feel weird. Like that helps take the weight off your shoulders as a leader. And then, then it's easier to then have yeah. a conversation. Absolutely. And by the way, when we did have kind of like a town hall and we featured Patagonia in this company, the person who had the initial thought of doing that does not identify as LGBTQIA+. They're, they are an ally. This person actually identifies as heterosexual, right? Uh, cis female. And she's just like, we need to do something, you know, to, to celebrate this. And this was not during Pride Month. So she got with our HR department, like, can we do this? This is someone from marketing, Laura, Scott, shout out to you. Thank you for this idea. Um, but yeah, like I think back and I'm like, the, this was a leader who knew that she could have an influence, wasn't even a part of the community, but this is her being an ally. And so uh, you don't have to be a part of the community. You're just learning about it. You're understanding, like to your point, we have to ask these questions, but just because you're not a part of the community doesn't mean we can't uh, use your help you know, for, for a bigger conversation and for that representation. So thank you, Absolutely. Brett, for having me. Uh, thank you, fam, uh, the fam, for uh, having me on that article. I appreciate that opportunity to kind of share the story. Uh, so yeah, this is the beginning of a year-long conversation in this one. Yes. All <laughs> right. And I will see you. Well, I'll see you all the time, but I'll see you in a few weeks for the recap of season two Ooh, I can't after, wait. after uh, episode 10. So yes. thank you all. Talk thank soon. you.